All right, um, J-Lo in the 90s or Shanti? Oh. Now, J-Lo had some bops in the 90s. She's on my list of people 2000s. that I had to see before I died. Okay, so. Okay, cool. but I like Ashanti too. So pick, it's only one. Mm. I'm going to go with J-Lo. J-Lo, okay. I'm sorry, guys, I'm over here eating lemonheads. Okay, you can only listen to one for the rest of your life. 112, Drew Hill, or Jagged Edge? Okay, 112 can get out of the equation. Damn. Um, Drew Hill be getting me here. Mm-hmm. But as so does Jagged Edge. Those are from the gas station, so they made you a little step. <laughs> <laughs> well, my heads are stuck. Um, I'm going to have to go with Drew Hill. That's okay, friend. I've got more. Thank you. Drew Hill. Okay, because I was going to have to question our friendship after that. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Build a nigga. I give you $10. Mm. Okay? Listen carefully. Loyalty is $5. $7, great in the bed. $2, provider, meaning he provides, takes care of you, different things like that. $3, great conversation. $6, independent thinker. I bet you I'm going to say that again. Independent thinker. No, because I'm he the does. boss. I'm not done. Mm. And then $9 for romance. Give me that. I need to add this up. Get your calculator ready. <laughs> All right. You only get $10. Okay, so we're doing loyal for five, mm-hmm. two for provider, mm-hmm. and three for great conversation. Hold on, bitch. That's 10. Five. Plus two, two three. plus three. That's okay. ten. I did that quick. You I'm did. I'm pretty bad at math, too. Mm-hmm. What I'm would fine. you pick? Mm. Loyal. Mm-hmm. You said only $10. I know. Because I'm looking at gray in bed like, this was only supposed to be for you. Okay. I'll let you <laughs> think on it. <clears throat> hey, guys. Hola, como estas? BM. Okay, y'all, so before we get into this Game of Thrones conversation, I have to tell you what happened the other day when I went to the gym. Bro, these lemon heads are bomb. Okay, I'm done. So, Remember Appleheads? I'm allergic to apples, oh, I say, but I do recall right. those at a time. I'm sorry. So, I go to the gym, and I get there, and I go to use the bathroom before I start my session with my trainer. Mm-hmm. And I walked in there, and it was just the essence of overpowering shit. And I was like, oh, my. And then I paused because I realized the person was in the bathroom. So I'm like, you know what, Alex? Don't say nothing out loud because some people can be sensitive about that. Whatever. So I go in there to pee, and, like, the smell is just too much. So I noticed her feet. I paid attention to her feet. I saw she had her ring. I paid attention because I'm like, I'm about to see who this is. Like, <laughs> And then, sis. Wait, I thought I was the only one that does that. First of all, I'm going to need y'all to stop trying to flush the toilet. After every time you drop something in it, because it doesn't kill the smell. Okay? Because when I heard the toilet drop twice, I said, okay, sis. Let me hurry up and pee and get out of here so you can have your privacy back. So, <laughs> I get back in the mirror to wash my hands when I can see the stall. I look and there was shit on the floor. And she was trying to, like, scoop it up. But she was still turned backwards. I'm like, now, if your butt is running like that and it's loose, <laughs> you should be facing the toilet. But I was like, 
So I ran out <laughs> to my trainer. I'm like, yo, like, somebody shit in the bathroom. So every time somebody came in, he was like, it was her. She did it. Mm. She did it. She did it. And I saw this woman, and I think it was her because I remember the shoes, but she put her gloves on so I couldn't see her ring. But all in all, I need y'all to know. First of all, I don't know, like, if she dropped her pants <laughs> and, like, she coughed maybe a little bit and it just it came out. She sharded. it. Yo, like, she scooped it up off the floor. Oh, Alex. <laughs> That's how I felt. And I didn't know what to do with my... And but I just had a snicker, so I'm thinking about that, too. Like, really? Chocolate. But, like, I was thinking to myself, oh, my God, I hope none of these little kids come in the bathroom. <laughs> she said, she but it's loose. Her best should be over the toilet. It's loose, but. But not even that. But, like, I really hate when people, like, whenever I try to go into the bathroom, like, a public place, first of all, I think that type of activity is for your home. But whatever. If you got to go, you got to go. But I really hate when people be trying to, like, flush the smell away. Like, that's not going to help. And I don't like when people try to spray, like, a flower scent in the air. Like, I know what you did. I know what you did in the bathroom. And then I try to, like, hurry up and get out. And I know they be even trying to wait in the stall. So nobody can see So you. nobody knows. But I, but I always look at people's feet and I be like, mm-hmm. It was you. You should have sent me a picture of her shoes. Yo, like, I, cu- I didn't even know what. I couldn't think. <laughs> I like, literally, I could not think. But... I hope she felt better, but I'm not going to look at her the same way, because I think it's her. <coughs> and the next time I see her, I'm going to try I was breaking my neck to see her hand, to see if it was that ring. So, her bump That's your mission for this week or next week. Yeah. To, to identify the person with the loose booty and the dude on the floor. Yo, like. I can't believe you said. I've never seen that before. If, you're, if it's that loose. Sometimes your butt be loose and it just. <laughs> She had, like, diarrhea or something. I don't know what she ate for lunch, but it didn't work out. But that's okay. Moving on. All right, moving on to Game of Thrones. <laughs> so, let's talk about this, this, that, dir- I can't even say the goddamn word. Disastrous as ending of Game of Thrones. Tell me what your thoughts were. First of all, the episode before that, the second to last episode was trash. Again, I say, I really thought that Daenerys and... Seriously, we're going to square up, but they didn't. But I thought when Tyrion stood his ass up there, I was like, no, you're not about to charge her in the legs. Because she's little. So I just knew he was going to go and charge her. Oh, you her. after. When okay, they were all standing on the up stairs. On the, stage, mm-hmm. on the stairs. I thought that Tyrion, he was like, fuck this. Like, I thought he was going to stab out. her ass or something. But in the legs, though, because he's short. Mm-hmm. He's short. I thought he was going to take her up. I did. <laughs> I thought he was going to, and then John, like, they were literally talking for, like, a hot minute, and he stabbed her up. That I wasn't expecting, and I was angry at the fact that they still kept that secret that Joe, that Jon Snow is, Mm -hmm. any to any minute now, I was about to be like... I really thought Bran was going to be like... I don't want it because the real heir to the throne is whatever John's Targaryen name is or whatever. And they would have been like, oh, who's that? And then Tyrion, Tyrion and um, Sansa would have right. been like, John bitches. 
I thought that's, that's what I was I thinking. Thought thought the whole time. Happen, I'm like, just say it. Saying to say it. It's on the tip of your tongue. She was dying. I was ready for her to say that. She told Brandon, why she had to call him out? You can't bear no children. She disrespectful as fuck. She was like, um, whole time. You know I love you or whatever as a brother, but bitch, you is not my okay. motherfucking king. Okay? It don't work. They're gonna there. stay independent and you're gonna stay your your ass up here. <laughs> That's basically what she said in her nutshell. I didn't really like I don't really have much to say on that because I really didn't care for it. I didn't enjoy the ending. I felt like it was drawn out for no fucking reason to mm-hmm. send John right back to the motherfucking night's watch to watch the goddamn wall for the same shit to happen again. Right. And then the ending is just him walking the, what are those people called? The Unsullied? Whatever. Well, the Night Watch. No, no. The people with all the the cloth and stuff that live further north. Yeah, the, the, um, the Night's Watch. Oh, that's what they are? Mm Mm-hmm. No, not the people that, not the people that, um, watch the wall. Yeah, I know that's Night Watch, but... Okay, whatever them people are. He was walking with them in the, in the woods. Ma'am, can you moo moo moo? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, y'all. These these little heads are everything right now. I see. But I was really just disappointed in the ending. Yeah. Like, it was just bad for me. I don't mind that Brian is the, the king. I don't mind that. Because I feel like you for, you said that like a couple episodes mm-hmm. ago that mm-hmm. you thought Brian was going to be the king. I have no problem with that. I, Cersei, I mean... Not Cersei, Sansa. She could fight me. Okay? Yeah. She was a little she was a little saucy and I didn't she like it. Up. She's a bad bitch. Uh, yes. I don't mind you being married to Nick of the Jonas, ma'am, but on Game of Thrones, you are John's sister and you need to have his motherfucking back, bitch. Okay. What's crazy to me is that how much she when they said they were growing up when they were younger or stuff like that, she could not stand him. Up until, like, the last season, she was calling him, like, you know, like, her bastard brother or whatever it is, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. And now, all of a sudden, she want to be gang, gang. But that's that's what right. they do. That's what they do. That's they don't right. want to be your friends. And then, until you start making that money. <laughs> okay? Until it's convenient for them. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all right. So, girl, tell me about this Dr. Oz stuff. Okay. So, Dr. Oz was on... Um, what is that damn show that you love so much? The Breakfast Club. There you go. And he was like, there are no benefits to washing chicken. So basically taking the chicken out of the package and putting it up under the sink and running the water over top of the chicken is spreading salmonella. He says it's better off if you just putting, taking the chicken out of the package and putting it in the oven and the oven will kill all of the um, salmonella. So how do you clean your chicken do you clean it under like running water or do you do like water water and uh, lemon water vinegar but then i boil my chicken first mm. because like you know you're supposed to like defrost your chicken i don't have time for all of that <laughs> i don't i don't so after i wash it i boil it not only because not only because of um like just the I don't know, like, I wanted to cook thoroughly, and I like my meat to fall off my bones. Mm. But I think you should clean it. But I, when I clean it, though, I'm cleaning specifically to get the feathers off. You know how sometimes it still be on there, like, mm-hmm. on the wings and stuff like that? But I saw this I saw this thing tweeting this conversation, like, a couple weeks ago. 
and they were talking about that how like people were like oh you don't wash your chicken it's going to contaminate and do more this than the third like i don't believe it to be true because you're supposed to clean your sink out afterwards anyways I don't care what nobody say. I'm still going to clean my motherfucking chicken with my lemon juice and my vinegar and my water. Point yeah, blank I just in don't, the period. I don't get it. I don't... But what lot? Like, what was the logic? What did he say it was? What, the salmonella? Or is it no benefits to it? Right. Like, it's, they're saying there's no benefits because I guess it was like... Um, you know, you've seen like the little memes or the little videos where the ladies are coming on and they're cooking on like the news or whatever. Right. And they take the chicken out of the package and the black lady's like, so you're not going to wash that? <laughs> I'm just like, I just don't. We all, we're always going to wash our chicken. Sometimes our chicken, when I see stuff like trend on meat, like on Twitter, like even with the leg washing thing, mm-hmm. like I'll be like, how do y'all just be coming up with this stuff? I don't know. But that's another reason, I guess, also that I boil it because I feel like it's gonna kill off all of the whatever else is in there. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying, like, he was like, "There's no benefits," and I was like, "I'm still gonna boil and clean and whatever to my chicken. I don't care what you say." Hmm. You say it's no benefits. I say it's every benefit. (laughs) Do people wash? I don't eat turkey, but you would wash your turkey too, though, right? Yeah. Turkey, chicken, big ass steak. Mm-hmm. I wash all that. Anything that's sitting up under that, like, a pad. I only like eat chicken. Pad, it. Right. Like yeah, that pad is nasty. Mm-hmm. I wash it. The only thing I don't is the ground beef. You can't wash ground beef. Ugh. Okay. Since we're on the subject of cooking, when you wash your dishes... And I'm just going to have to push away from you if you don't answer it correctly in my mind. Do you have a double sink or a one sink? One sink. Okay, me too. Do you fill up the thing with water and soap and then soak your dishes and then just rinse them out? No. I mean, I let it soak while I'm, like, eating dinner. And then when I'm done, I add more dishes to it. And then I clean it with more water, if that makes sense. So, okay. So... I got into this big discussion. That's a long first time of all, that's nasty. All it's doing is loosening up the food. You still supposed to go over with the motherfucking listen. Wash. Man. I had this conversation a while ago, and we had there was double sinks, right? So one sink had like the dishes sitting in the soapy water, mm-hmm. and then all that person did was take off the dish and then just rinse it off afterwards. And they were using the soapy water that was already in there to clean up. But in my mind, I'm like. You're letting contaminated water get on it. Yeah, I don't do that. So me, like, first of all, growing up, we always had a dishwasher, but my mom would make me wash the dishes out and then put it in the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. So now wash I wash or rinse. No, like, what? So crazy. I d- I do that too now though. Like I wash it off and then like for an extra added measure, depending on like. Like, if there was a lot of people there, or if I'm, like, cooking something where, like, the stain has been in there for a while or whatever mm-hmm. it is, like, I'll wash it, and then I'll go ahead and, like, for extra sanitary pur- purposes, I'll have the dishwasher wash it again, if I choose to use the dishwasher. Okay. But when I wash my dishes regularly, I just let the water run, and then I wash it dish by dish. Like, I don't I, I do let the, the water thing. fill up. Yo. No. I lo- okay, so, if there are a lot of dishes in there... I let it fill up with water, let it put the soap in there and let it get sudsy. And I let it sit for a few minutes. 
and then I turn around and wash it dish by dish using different soap and yeah. the water that's coming okay. out of the faucet like that. So I have a <laughs> I have a Dunkin' Donuts story for y'all. Woo woo! Dunkin' Donuts needs to hire me. I need to buy stocks with them because I have so many stories. So many. But <laughs> so many. So when you're in the back, there's like there's a sanit there's a soap one, there's a sanitized one, and then there's like an empty sink, right? And this lady, I'm not gonna say her name because she's. I'm going to her name because I probably see her if I go home and I go into Dunkin' Donuts and I'm going to have to walk right out. Um, but she was letting it soak in there and then she was just rinsing it off or whatever it was. And I was just, and I said to her, I was like, yo, like, it's not clean. So I just went behind her and I did it because, like, I was working on shift and, like, some, we would, like, eat there. And this is when Dunkin' Donuts had, like, pizzas and soups and flatbreads and shit. So I went home in summer and I saw her at the Dunkin' Donuts. And I said to the boy that was working there, I said, I don't want her making my food. Can you please make it? So this bitch comes over and she was just like, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm gonna make it. He doesn't know. I said, No, I asked him to make it. And I don't know what's going on with me that day, but you know how I felt about germs in my food. And I said, I don't want you touching my food. You don't know how to wash dishes properly and you don't wash your hands in the way that I like you to. So don't touch my food. I asked him to make it. And <laughs> there were people. <laughs> It's not funny. There's people behind me, and the look she gave me, and I was dead serious. Because I worked with her. Like, I know how you are. I said, I don't want you, like, but I needed to get my iced coffee. It's not funny. You don't wash your hands the way I want you to. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, when you work at certain places, like, you know, like, who to let touch your food and stuff like that. And however, I worked with her. And, like, one day I walked by, and I'm like, what are you doing? And she was oh, she was like, oh, da 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 But that day I wasn't having it. <laughs> I wasn't having it. Don't touch your sanitizer rag and then go ahead and pick up my cup to get the- No. I don't want you doing it. I specifically asked that young man to do it. <laughs> so, that's my rant on that. <laughs> you never felt that way? Like, you never wanted somebody to not, like... Touch your food because you know how they are? Or prepare your food? Like, when you go to people's house? But, like, who's cooked the food? Like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't... I didn't want to say it. If I'm going to eat it, I'm going to pay. Like, because she wasn't getting my hit at first. And, like, she really tried to go back and forth with me there. And I had to just close my eyes take a deep <laughs> breath. And I was just like, I don't want you making it. So, well, you didn't take my hit the first time. You need to know at that point. That's so freaking funny. It's okay. <laughs> In positive news, we definitely want to give a shout out to everyone that graduated. Yes, congratulations to the class of 2019. And my cousin Shannon, she actually just graduated with her bachelor's from Trinity College. Um, and she is a singer-songwriter. Ah. So best of luck to you. She goes by Nona. Y'all should check out her Instagram And videos. why hasn't she been a music blog? Because Shannon has not, she does her own music and things like that, but she hasn't necessarily recorded it. But she does have some on her uh, Instagram page. And Shannon doesn't know that I'm doing this, but I don't care. Her name is Nona on Instagram. N-O-N-N-A-H dot S. And she's a beast. Congratulations, babe. Congratulations to everybody and you. All right. So, Wendy Williams' son apparently got arrested 
I don't think he was charged because that would be kind of fucked up of his father to charge him or like try to go for charges or whatever. But um, he was arrested for allegedly assaulting his father. <laughs> Apparently the conversation was um, don't depend on your mother for money or handouts. Try to, you know, make your own path. I guess the son felt some type of way about that. And popped him one good motherfucking time in the face. And or trot. So. What are your thoughts about divorce and the child being in the middle? Like, to pick a parent. Um. First of all, he is of age. And it's not to say that it is or isn't difficult for him. But I think he's at the age to where he can understand what role his father played in the situation. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that's a big thing right there, just in divorce period. Like when you're, it's different when a child is younger because I know they tend to blame themselves. Oh, it's me. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. But a couple of my friends whose parents have been divorced and they did it later on in their lives. They said, I wish that my parents had divorced sooner Sooner. because I know they weren't happy. And I feel like they were just trying to stick it out for me. Um, I don't really think of it as a having to choose thing. I know for me, I've always said that, God forbid, like, you know, I ever got divorced and the child is in the midst of it. If I was raising a boy, I think at a certain age, I would want him to go live with his father. Because I can't, and y'all don't bite my head off about it, but I don't think that I can teach him how to be a man. Like, I've never been a teenage boy. So I can't relate in certain... Why would people chew your head off? Because... Because people get very offended when they say that women can't raise men. And they feel like it's a dig at single mothers. And I'm not saying that at all because, you know, I know some great men who were raised by their mothers. But the reality is, is that as women, we've never been boys. Right. We don't know that struggle. Right. I don't know what it's like to... Have, have your horn, balls drop. Have my balls drop, my voice deepen, have a bone. I don't know none of that. Right. I don't know any of that. But I don't necessarily think of it as like, I feel like that choosing process would only be a situation if they were younger. What do you think? I agree. I feel like he's older to understand the situation. He knows what his father's done. He's seen what his mom is going through. And he's actually pushing his mom to be more vocal, independent, going out, staying strong, that type of thing. So I commend him for that. Um, As far as the divorce part goes, I know it's a tricky situation. Um, I just agree with you basically on everything that you said. Mm -hmm. But I like for me, my parents, they weren't married. And I'm so happy they weren't. They were so fucking toxic together. (laughs) And I never, like I legit never wanted their asses to get married or to be together after the shit that I seen. So Mm -hmm. when my mom was like, I'm leaving... Um, are you coming with me? I was like, oh, all right, bitch, I'm going with you. Right. And, you know, I did, like, a, a couple years with my mom, a couple years with my dad. Right. You know, just to fill out where I wanted to be. Right. And of course, I ended up staying with my dad, not because of anything that my mom did. I just liked the area right. of growing up in that specific place. But they were just toxic. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's better just to have a happier parent and grow up knowing yeah. That they're happy and not in a toxic environment. So, I agree. And I commend Wendy for going out there and right. being in the club and shaking her little ass with Black China and the rest of them. Because <laughs> I, know, I know you've seen that picture of her in that black dress. Yeah. 
looking good. <laughs> I always wonder. She like, don't look like a letter L this time. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> My parents are never married, um, but I don't know. I always wonder, like, what that is. I I always wonder, like, do the kids feel like you're choosing? Or I think it comes down to you having a conversation with your kids about why you are going with this parent over the other parent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think it's the maturity of the child. But I don't, like, I really, I don't know. And again, I can only speak to it because he is of age and he's able to comprehend things. Um, and I think, one thing I think that's hard, and I think you get to a point in, certain point in time in your life, and I'm just realizing over the last few years that, your parent is also more than just your mom or your dad. Mm-hmm. They are people as well. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with him, not even just because when he says mom, but it's just kind of like, yo, like you fucked up. You fucked up our family dynamic. You did what you did. And then who are you to tell me don't live off of da 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 when you live off of mom? Exactly. And you the one over here asking for what uh, spousal support you're asking for. Um, if I was him, I would feel like you're not a man. If I'm not mistaken, isn't he asking for, like, child support? Yeah. The nigga is in college. Ain't no... When he got it. Right. When he got that tuition paid for. He don't got to worry. Don't worry about that. Hmm. So, I don't know. Um, I'd be interested to see, like, or to know anyone who's ever, like, who's ever been in that situation where they felt like they had to choose, or if the parent was salty over them living with the other. Because how does custody... And those situations go. Because I know some people have, like, custody just over the weekends or every other weekend and all that other bullshit. Like, what what makes the court decide, okay, you are more suitable to take care of the child on a, on a longer basis? I would say maybe finance and stability. But stability as far as what? As far as keeping a household and being able to work a full-time job and be there for the child and be involved in activities, mm-hmm. different things like that. So who, whoever you think is the more involved parent? Between Wendy and her husband? No, just in just, general. Naturally, it's always going to be a woman, but you always come up It's rare cases where you come across and you see that it's the man. And I take my hat off to men that have stepped up and oh, had yeah. to play mommy and daddy. Right. But women have been doing this for a very long time. So I'm going to give my kudos to where it goes, and it goes to the women. Yeah. You ever seen the movie Boys in the Hood? Of course. And how Omar Epps, his character, he ended up living with his father. Um, what he did was because his mother was just like, you're getting ready to be a man, and I can't teach you that type of stuff. So, you know, you are going to go and live with your father. And I feel like for me personally, if I had a son and we had a situation, I would, at a certain point in time, I'd be like, okay, like, he needs to come and stay with you now. Mm-hmm. And if I had a daughter, like, my preference would be that she needs to stay with me mm-hmm. because I'm a woman. Not to say that men can't raise daughters. Right. But I would be personally, I would just feel more comfortable with that. Right. And that's a lot more when it comes to, to women. We have periods. We have. Frogs, titties, emotional, and emotional things, hormones. We gotta get shit checked regularly. Like yeah. it's a lot being a woman, so I would prefer, you know, because I do have a girl and a boy. Right. If anything ever happens to me and my husband, you know, of course our kids will get older. I would prefer my daughter stay with me and my son 
be with his father because like you said earlier right i can't teach him how to be a man but i can teach him how to love a woman and respect okay. her because that's what the fuck you gonna do <laughs> <laughs> i agree i agree so hopefully they work it out but if he punched you in the face i mean it wasn't just this little slick comment that he made it was something else something was brewing i feel like it was more like an altercation. I don't think it was just like a good, a good pop in the throat. Like if say you popped your mama in the throat, I'm pretty sure she gonna come back at you. Like I know it I'm was like a scuffle. But like, you know what? I thought that was maybe like a white thing where people like where they hit their parents. But I don't think I could ever know, no matter how mad I am, ever put my hands on my parents. First of all, my mother is crazy. Okay, yeah. she from the Bronx, New York. Who when she was alive, she was from Bronx, New York. Mm-hmm. She was crazy. Okay. I would never. Crazy. And I could never look at you in the face knowing that I fought you. Like, I know some people be like, yeah, I fought my mom. Like, why would you do that? I know someone, <laughs> her son, he's like our age. And um, when they were younger, she says, my son thought he was grown. Mm-hmm. And he tried to fight my husband. She says, my husband fucked him up. He said, that's the last time he ever raised his voice at him. Well, there, there is a point where your child is always going to try to test you. Yeah. And I am patiently waiting for the day. Waiting to show them you real crazy? Yes. Not that I'm crazy. I'm just waiting to show you that you don't contribute to this household. I pay for everything. Me and your father work hard to give you the life that you have. And what you're not going to do is set foot in my motherfucking house and disrespect me. Because you will lose your whole entire life. I remember the one time I tried it. I never again. I didn't put my hands on her, but I hid in the bathroom in the corner crouched down. Because I got in the car and was coming from dance. And she said something to me. And I said, whatever. Whatever. I don't have to listen to you. I don't know, I don't know what got to me that day. But she waited. And we got in the house. And she caught me in the bathroom. I was crouched down in the corner. And she said, you think you did it? And I... I ain't never seen that because my, my mom is not a yeller. And she just sat in the car. She was calm. I was just like, whatever. I don't care. Da-da-da-da-da. And that was the last time. And I thought I was going to lock myself in the room, my bedroom. And, like, <laughs> you know how, like, I had double doors? So, like, if you push it, and she pushed it, and they both opened up. I was scared as a motherfucker in that bitch. And then she going to talk about, she was like, you need to come say your prayers. I was like, Okay. <laughs> I was so scared. Still playing with my mom after that. Okay. She I was 14. She caught me in that bathroom. And see, I was, I have two older sisters, so I learned at an early age not to fuck with my mother. Yeah, and see, I was never bad, but I had a smart-ass mom. And so then she would make this look, just like that time she had to come pick me up because they lied and tried to say I got kicked off the school bus, which I did it. And my mom got in that car, and she got there, she was silent. She ain't say a word. And I was like, but she said, I don't want to hear it. I was so scared. So, yeah. I wouldn't dare put my hands on it. Mm. Speaking of mom. Oh, God. Now, you are a average. You watch Team Mom, right? Yes. Okay. And I listen to the Coffee Combos podcast with Kale. So, I need you to team me on what transpired. Okay. So, they have their Team Mom to reunion this past week, the first episode of it. And one of the cast members on there, Janelle Evans, she's in a lot of controversy. Her husband got fired a couple, one or two seasons ago because for making a, a homophobic statement. 
Then some time ago, she made a, staff, a statement of reference to Colin Kaepernick saying, Donald J. Trump unemployment rate is so low, even Colin Kaepernick found a job in America. And then recently, her husband, Janelle, got fired because her husband, the dog, like, he shows the video of it. The dog is, the little girl's on the couch. She's maybe, like, a year or two. And, like, she must have been bothering the dog with the dog, like, kind of, like, barked at her. But he didn't bite her. He didn't bite her. He took the dog, and he beat the dog, and he shot the dog. And then, like, pulled and, like, threw him outside or some shit like that. And, like, in front of the kids or whatever it was. So... All of her kids have been removed from her custody, and Janelle has been fired from the show. So Nessa, who is Colin Kaepernick's girlfriend, he she was having her segment with Janelle. And she was saying stuff, and, like, Janelle has an issue, a thing of, like, she'll say stuff, and then she tries to not back it up. So Nessa repeated the tweet to her that she said about uh, Colin Kaepernick. And she said, I just want to have a healthy conversation with you. Girl, this bitch straight up lied. She pulled up, and she said, well, I have receipts. I'm going to show you. And Janelle just sat there and she was just like, I never said that. I never said that. Who said that? Not me. I never wrote that. I don't even know who wrote it. Wait, Janelle goes, I don't, dude, like, I swear to God, like, I don't even know who wrote it. Like, I would never. So then she gets up and Nessa's like, no, we're going to have this conversation. She said, this is the reason why he took a knee and all this other stuff. So Janelle gets upset and Janelle fashion and she's like, this is why I don't even want to tell her husband. Oh my god, like, you're making this about you. This is not political. This is like, we're here to talk about me. And she stormed off the stage. And Nessa wasn't done. She was just like, this is a healthy conversation. She says, don't say things. And then when people essentially respond back, you know, you try to cower down. So, of course, people were going, hey, and they were like, you know, this time I agree with Janelle because Nessa tried to make it a political movement. And she tried to just talk about herself and bring up her boyfriend. So, me. I love to see this type of stuff, and I love you in the comments. And I had to have a little exchange of words with this one lady. She was just like, okay, with that Kaepernick issue happened a year ago, I said, I said, correction. I said, it's always going to be an issue as long as unarmed black and brown people are being killed by the police and the judicial system is not treating them appropriately. There will always be an issue for that. And I was just thinking, the problem is, is that don't go open up your mouth saying shit or being Twitter fingers, and then when someone confronts you about it, you want to sit there and cry boo-hoo. Janelle caught the wrong one. Huh. What you lying for when there's receipts there? So it was this whole big thing, and people's argument was, although Janessa was right, um, she shouldn't have made a political, she shouldn't have been talking about it, it was supposed to be there about teen mom. Okay. That and is about being teen mom. And this is the thing that bothers me about it. They were quick to fire her husband when he made his transphobic comment. When she made that comment, and that's in reference to the Black Lives Matter movement and what the kneeling and what it would stand for, why did why weren't there any repercussions for that? Why? Now, you shouldn't have killed your dog, but now it's she's completely fired. So why was that issue any less? Why was that statement and comment that she made any less valuable than when it was they were talking about the uh, homophobic community and with the dog? And when he she made that statement, nothing ever happened. You don't know, you can get like life for killing an animal. For killing versus, an animal, versus. and if you speak about the LGBTQ community, which I definitely get, you know, things are being stopped, people are being fired. But when she spoke illy of, you know, the movement that Kaepernick was making, why weren't there any repercussions? That's a good question. And I don't follow her, so. First of all, I don't like Team Mom because I feel like it's promoting getting pregnant at an early age. Really? Why do me. you think that? For me, it just because it's just like, well, I can get on the show. Let me get a baby. I will have a check. That's what I interpret from it. Have you ever seen Team Mom? I've seen him. Um, 
And so, I get it shows the struggle of being a teen mom and different things like that. But for me, it for me, I feel like it's promoting to young the young community. Okay, if I have a baby, I can probably sign up and be on Team Mom. Um, I've heard a lot of people say that. I think for me, I think it because this camera, the show came on. It's been on like ten years, mm-hmm. so I was in high school then. So a lot of the girls that are on like the Team Mom Two and Team Mom OG, they're my age, probably a year younger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really feel. I to me, it gave a different perspective. First of all, I was glad to see it wasn't. Black girls are not the only ones who are out there getting pregnant, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and I appreciate the show and its raw and its rawness. I appreciate them talking about, you know, Kaylin experiencing, you know, going through the adoption process and why she did that, you know? And that's something that people don't really talk about. So I think that was a great thing. And maybe her not wanting to bring a child into an unideal situation. You know, the situation with Farrah, you know, her daughter's father passed away. So her having to deal with he just died. I just gave birth. That was something like, whoa, like you never really see that being talked about. So you dealt with the single motherness of that. Um, and then just, I don't know. I I enjoyed the show and I like watching the OG and the the show has progressed on with some of the ladies and they've been following them for quite some time. I enjoy to see the, I'm not a mother of it, but I enjoy seeing how they've overcome stuff and I like how they utilize their platform to make something better for themselves. Most of them. I can't speak about Farrah and her being a porn star and Janelle bum ass not working. But, I don't know. I feel like the show touched on so many different things like drugs, alcohol abuse, domestic violence. Like, you know, it's touched on so many other things that I think once you get past the the part that they're getting a check on it, it's definitely opened my mind to different things. So I get that part, and mm-hmm. I appreciate it for that. However, when you are not of that sound age in mind to interpret that from a TV show, mm-hmm. then all you're saying is, okay, I can get pregnant and be on the show. Mm. I have to challenge that because that's no different than I would think of Love & Hip Hop. Because Love & Hip Hop, everybody in adults watching it. That's true. I don't watch Love and Hip Hop neither. Now, I watch Hollywood. I ain't gonna lie. I like Hollywood because the people that I grew up with musically are on that show. I'm not gonna lie. I used to watch Love and Hip Hop. I don't watch it anymore. I haven't watched it for the last two to three years. The storylines to me are all the same and they're very dramatic, which is why I can't watch it. Uh, I just stopped watching it and I lost interest. Hmm. I guess for for me, like Team Mom, I found characters that were relatable and it's it's like, wow, that could have been me. Mm-hmm. in certain situations um, but I also think when the kids are necessarily influenced that I can get pregnant and do this those are I feel like those are people that are easily influenced anyways so no children matter what, are easily influenced but, but not everyone is influenced to go and go and get pregnant that's true but children are influenced to do stuff like that so do you think 16 years old you shouldn't you should have a little bit of sense I feel like yes but it all depends on your values, your morals, and who raised you. What do you think? Okay. So, better question. When children get pregnant in their teens, who do you think is responsible? Do you think the parents hold any responsibility? Yes. Why? And I, I say a small portion of the responsibility because where where was this child at to get pregnant? 
Because in my house, when I turned 16, I didn't have a door. Right. No door on my motherfucking hinges. But you don't pay a bill. You can't yeah, close a motherfucking right. door. You want to have a friend over. It's in a living room and it's supervised with your sisters. <laughs> that type of thing. Right, like, right. My parents didn't play that shit. And I'm not saying, you know, that's for everybody's household. I'm just saying, yes, I feel like the parents play um, a role mm-hmm. in all of it. Right. But essentially, the responsibility goes on that child. You decided to have this. You decided to have sex. Sex comes with consequences. It's either pregnancy, whole term, pregnancy, abortion, miscarriage, or it could be different things. It could be different things. But for me, I'm telling you now, if my daughter tells me she's pregnant at 16, she's having that baby. Why? Because she's going to see the struggle it is to, to... raise a child right. you're gonna finish school right you want to go to school every single day right. with that belly growing you want to go to you're gonna go to college right. no i'm not babysitting i'm not gonna help you right because i didn't get no help my mom's deceased right granted my mother-in-law helped right. but you're you're gonna see mm-hmm. what it is to be an adult in the world with a child of course, I'm going to help out. You still need a job because I'm not paying for this baby neither. Right. I this sounds harsh. I'm saying this right a, now. A little bit. But I right. think once, if the situation happens to me, I'm pretty sure my mindset will be a little different. Right now, I'm just talking shit. So, let me talk it all. Go ahead. Let me talk it all now. It sounds harsh, but I feel like that's the reality of life. I would want my child to finish school because school, college, all of that is very important to continue on with their life. I had—I mean, I'm not saying I had a baby early. I had my son at 23. I was mm-hmm. done with school. I think being from working in the environment of being with high schoolers and thinking of the people that I know in high school who got pregnant, I think the parents play a big role in the sense that this is this is what I feel. Schools are not meant to be your child's parent. Exactly. And when it comes to their children, this is what I always say. Listen, as teenagers, your kids are going to do what they want, when they want. They're very sneaky. And I always used to tell the parents, like, I feel like you need to watch your teenagers more than you need to watch your toddlers. Mm -hmm. And what I have learned and come to realize about it is, and I just think about the girls that would come in and they'd be having these STDs, they'd be doing this, like, they know what the act of sex is, but I don't necessarily think, and as a teenager, you don't, they have this indestructible mindset that, okay, I'm going to do this, but it's not going to happen to me. I think part of it, those conversations start at home. Mm-hmm. I think parents need to stop being naive to think that, oh, my child's not going to do this. Oh, my child's not going to do that. You have to have this conversation. And yes, it's going to be When does this conversation start? At what age? I think the conversation should start when puberty begins. Because you have to have a conversation like, hey, your body's changing. And then also to the fact of looking maybe around when other kids are, like, developing, like, in their class and things like that. Because reality is, is, like, if you don't teach them at home, they're going to learn at school. Mm-hmm. And what they learn at school from their peers may not be the appropriate information. So as a parent... Not even at school nowadays because social media social plays media, a, big, right. a big role. And people are idolizing. I'm not saying that the, it's the celebrity's fault. Right. But children are idolizing people like 
Nicki Minaj, Cardi right. B, different things like that. Right. And they're just trying to live their life and get their coin. Right. My my child should not be having a role model. But that's up like to the that. parent to interject in that also. I agree. So when it comes to like when it let me say something. Like I cannot tell you how some of these kids were. When I think of and I never thought about this. I knew someone whose niece threw their baby in the trash can. She was fourteen and was pregnant. And she says, I'm just so heartbreaking at the fact that she was so terrified to where she couldn't tell her mother. Mm-hmm. You know what that is? That's a breakdown in the relationship between the parent and the child. That's a break that's a break that's a breakdown in it. Because it should never be to the point where I'm that afraid of you. Mm-hmm. To where I have to just, I'm hiding in secret and I'm having to throw this baby away. And a lot of the girls that would come in and they would say stuff, they would be like, my mom will talk to me about this. She don't know I'm in here in a wellness center. She don't know this is going on. Like we had a student who ended up having like syphilis. And when you have syphilis, the health department has to get involved. And this is something that can make you blind and cause a bunch of other things. But we couldn't tell. And I'm just like, you know, do your parents know that you're sexually active? She was like, no, my mom would kill me. Did it. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I think the conversation has to be changed. And your parents are busy. And I get it. Parents have to work two and three jobs. I totally get that. But that's when you need to, as a parent, what the fuck are you doing at home? Who are you going to be there with? Checking in. Whether you have any security systems. I'm going to tell you what. When I wanted to do what I wanted to do, oh, I was very clever with things. However... I definitely took advantage of some situations, but I definitely think that parents also have to take a role in that. It can't just be, oh, I was busy at work. So I left them to be home from 5 in the evening until 11, 12 o'clock at night. Because they're doing whatever it is they're doing. Mm-hmm. When the friends is coming over, no, you keep that fucking door open. What y'all over here doing? Oh, who are you in your phone texting? Let me see. I'm seeing that phone. My coworker said my husband, my son went ahead and got a pa- password on his phone. She said, I ate him up. And I said, I need to know your password. She said, because if you change your password, she said, I paid a bill. This is my house. So I'm going to know what your password is. And if I need to look into see whatever's going on, I need to do that. She says, it's because it's not going to be nothing under my nose. Like, And when I hear parents like, I didn't know my daughter was pregnant. Are you not paying attention to your child? Are you not noticing that they're not needing pads or tampons anymore are you not noticing things about them like that's the most wild thing to me i mean like your child is nine months pregnant and they're in your house and you don't know about it that's the thing like are you not paying are you that oblivious to what's going on and is your child that deathly afraid to where i'm just gonna have this baby and i'm gonna throw it away in the trash let me say this i didn't have the conversation to talk with my mom but i wasn't And I'm not saying anybody's child is, but I wasn't fast. Right. Like, I didn't realize I had a body until maybe 10th or 11th grade. Right. Right. And I didn't, like, lose my virginity until I was, like, 17, 17, 18. Right. So, I I wasn't fast like that. Right. But um, I do had... I I know a co-worker. Well, she was a co-worker. She... um, doesn't trust a child. Or not because she does trust it. But this is what I would do. Um, AT&T, I believe it's AT&T. They have it now where you have a family plan. Mm-hmm. So you can check your child's text messages mm-hmm. and phone calls. Oh, best believe bitch is getting that. Yeah. And I'm going to pretend like I don't know what you're doing yeah. until I need to take or right. do action I need to take. Um, I feel like what you said as far as the conversation or the relationship between the parent and the child needs to be good as well. Mm-hmm. I do agree with that. However, I feel like it needs to be some boundaries. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely, and that's not saying it without not like oh you can have sex. I'm not saying that at all. I'm no, not, no, I'm not oh, saying okay. that. I'm, I'm just saying, saying it needs to be boundaries for both. Because if the child feels like you're not giving them privacy, they're going to make their own privacy. Oh yes, yes. And I want if my child doesn't feel comfortable in speaking to me, that they first want my child to know that in any event happen ha- happens that you can come and speak to me. Because a lot of parents mm-hmm. say that, and then they're not ready to hear what comes out their kid's mouth. Mm-hmm. And I have been in that situation at work, and I'm just like, do you really want to know what your child is doing under your nose, girl? Do you really know? And then sometimes when these kids end up pregnant, I'm like, I ain't surprised. And then the parent is, oh, my God, I didn't even know they were having sex and blah, blah, blah. And then they come in there and, like, teenagers, they're at a weird age because they're no longer children, but they're not adults either. So they're trying to play adult, but then they, and then they, they're very impulsive. So when things happen after the fact, they don't think about the repercussions a year or two down the line. Just like when kids want to skip class all the time. You don't think it's going to catch up to you? Hmm. You don't think that? So... Yeah, I think it's, my hope and my prayer is that with my children, like, we're going to have conversation, like, this is your body, like, this is your this, this is your that. You need to know the proper terms. You need to have those continue to be open conversations. Now, I would prefer that they wait to have sex, but my message to them is going to be, like, when you feel you are mentally prepared to have it, and when you get to a place where you feel like this is what you want to do and you're not being forced, then go ahead. And let's make sure that, I don't need to know when you did it, who you did it with, but let's make sure that you are going to the doctor. Because these big girls have been having three and four STDs, and they ain't never been to the doctor because they don't want to tell their parents. Mm-hmm. So, And then now, at a certain age, when you go to get your pap smear... 14. Mm-hmm. 14, your parents don't have to come in. Exactly. And I'm like, why not? Checkup. Why yeah. not? Because the kids don't want to say stuff in front of their parents. I get it, but who's going to report back to me? I'm okay. I'm okay with Alani going to go get her first pap smear at 14. Somebody oh, no, in this office. I no, I didn't mean her pap smear. I'm saying at 14, the parent no longer has to come into the physical. And if I know for me, like the doctor told me, she was like, when you are ready to have sex or whatever it is, and if there's certain things that you don't want to talk about, I'm going to put a sticker on your folder. And that lets everybody else know that some things don't need to be shared with the parent. Like I said, somebody <laughs> in this doctor's office is going to tell me. Girl, HIPAA, we work in healthcare. And fuck that. <laughs> okay? Fuck HIPAA and all of that. Somebody need to tell me. Okay, okay. So what happened with Arthur? So first of Every all. Every day when you're walking down the street. Oh, I something, something that you meet. You don't know the song. And I say, hey. Okay, hey. stop. Stop. I knew enough. You do enough, but you don't know enough of the song. Pissing me off. Okay. <laughs> Moving forward. So, first of all, a bitch didn't know that author still had some song, songs, uh, shows coming out, episodes. Oh, yes, honey. So, Mr. Ratburn, who plays um, Arthur's teacher in the show, as everybody's aware, um, the creators and the writers decide to make him gay. And Mr. Ratburn marries, towards the end of the show, a man. And then I think it's either Arthur or one of the characters in the episode. He says, Mr. Ratburn shouldn't be allowed to, and then somebody says, to what? To dance. So I thought that was cute. Okay. Oh, you saw it? It actually came out already? No. My friend, who is um, part of the LGBT 
LGBTQI community. Right. Um, he saw it. Right. And he told me about it. And I was like, well, what are your thoughts on it? And he was like, I feel like, pretty much like me, uh-huh. I feel like we're kind of forcing a certain situation on the kids at a young age. And I agree. I feel like, first of all, what age were you when you were watching Arthur? Like second, third grade. Exactly. I was, I was so still I feel like now. at that age, kids are not really looking into like sexuality like that. So I don't feel like that needed to be brought up. I do think that. I think, I think we are in an inclusion area, which is fine. Which is fine, and it's needed. I think that, and I also think that we are in an area where we are forcing these mature, whether it's. Uh, homosexual, whether it's gay or straight, whatever it is, I feel like we're pushing too much mature content on them. Mm-hmm. But I think you also have to realize, and I had a conversation with someone, I said, you do know that like there are some kids in your child's class that probably has two moms. And two dads, two which dads. is fine. And that's what and I was saying okay. to him, and I was like, I think they might be doing it just to show the community and you know the world that it's, it's okay to have two dads or two moms. Yes. That's fine. But Everybody's I feel like we different. don't need to try to force everything on them at one time. I hear that. I don't necessarily think it's forcing it on it because I think at that age, kids aren't making a big deal about it. Remember, this is a generation that the kids are like, they're used to, hey, yeah, like they have so and so has two moms or mm-hmm. two dads or this person only lives with their grandma or whatever it is. Like everyone's family. I think the more important thing is that everyone's family unit looks different. And I mm-hmm. think that kids are more aware of that. Everyone doesn't have that traditional mom and dad relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, where the parents are married, and I think that's okay. But I think as adults, we're making it a bigger deal than it needs to be. And I think it's okay to have a child be able to identify and say, hey, Arthur's teacher has two dads just like I had two dads. Or has married to a man just like my dad's married to a man. Or a woman, whatever the situation is. I think we're making it a bigger deal than what it needs to be. I agree, but I still kind of feel like certain content is not needed. Would it be? Would it matter if it was Mr. Rappaport was marrying a woman? I don't think the topic would matter. So that's what I'm saying. I think it's a. I think it's an issue to people. I don't have an issue with right. It. No, 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 I no, personally don't that. care. No, no. I think it's an issue for people. Just pl- wait. Let me make it clear. <laughs> I'm only playing devil devil's advocate, people. Okay. I personally do not care because my kids, first of all, don't even understand what the fuck is going on. No, they're just watching it. They exactly. just see it as love. Exactly. I think for me, like, again, I said time that what you do is your business, mm-hmm. and everyone's family unit is different. Like, I had a mom. I just had a mom. Some people have just a grandma or grandpa. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's okay. Everyone's family unit is different. And I don't imagine that at it's only going to come up in their mind at second and third grade or whatever it is if we're making, if we decide to point it out because they're not the kid is just watching the show. And if they have a question, then answer the question. But I think it's the heterosexual community that's taking offense to it. Not everybody's family unit is like yours. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And I don't like when people try to, like, I think Alabama was was banning the episode. Mm-hmm. But they were refusing to play it. And I'm just like, you know something? You can easily go ahead and turn TV off. You as the parent, you control, you should control what the child watches. So if it's not something you want your child to watch, don't fucking put it on for them to watch. Or if they have questions, explain the questions. Because you're the one that's making it bigger than what it needs to be when you're deciding, no, my child can't watch that. They're not stupid because if they're not going to see it on Arthur, I'm sure someone's going to come into the classroom and say, hey, I have two moms. 
or whatever situation is. Who cares? Just like we're being more inclusive with having biracial couples in commercials. Every day in cereal commercials or laundry detergent commercial is a white man with a black woman. Or there's interracial gay guys. Like, don't nobody give shit. And like I see it, I'm like, oh, okay, that's cute. And then I go on about my business. Like, it doesn't... But again, I'm not a parent. I think we're doing the most. Mm-hmm. And if you as the parent, like, if you're that involved, don't let TV raise your child. Hello. I'm just saying. Hello and TV goodbye. TV's not a babysitter. Social media's not a babysitter. Where's your child? And please know that even though you don't talk about it, and I feel like teach it to them before they learn it at school. Because someone is going to come in and say something. <clears throat> I didn't know what gay was until I was probably like fifth grade. And I said, oh, such and such, that's gay. And my mom was just like, do you even know what that means? And I was just like, no, but so-and-so said it. My mom was just like, gay technically means happy and then also can mean with two people who are two girls like each other or two boys like each other. And I was just like, okay. And then I went about my business. Like, she didn't make it a big deal. But, you know, that's me thinking that we're overly sensitive. Like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I really feel like we are overly sensitive. Hell of a lot. But moving on. In our community, since we've been talking about marriage, in our community... Are we pressured to get married and start a family? What do you think? In the black community, I don't feel like we're pressured to get married. To start a family and have a baby? No, neither. But I think it just happens. And it's no fire up under that specific couples as to be a unit. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, oh, we had a baby. We're going to play house for the rest of our lives. Now, before we get started, I don't want anybody to think, oh, Alice, because you getting married, you think this way. Nope, that's not it. Because marriage isn't for everybody, and you staying with the person you have children, you shouldn't get married because you, just, cause you have a child. Like, I don't believe that at all. I agree. By any means. I don't think it's just necessarily a I think at the age of 29, and I don't give a fuck what anybody says, like, as women, like, you eventually want to, as I said, you want to have that family unit for yourself. Mm -hmm. You want to have the husband and the house and the kids. You want to. Um, And I think when women, we get a certain age, and if maybe it hasn't happened yet, we're kind of like, okay, what's what's going going on on with me? What's Mm -hmm. wrong with me? Or these men are no good or whatever situation is. And I could definitely say, being in, being with Cool Knight for such a long time, like, I definitely felt that, like, okay, well, when are we going to get married? When? Like, what are we doing? Like, are we doing this? Or are we not doing this? And for him, it was just, like, I felt like you're pressuring. And for me, it wasn't that. It was just for me personally, like, that's something that I've wanted mm-hmm. for own personal reasons. Um, I don't think there's any pressure. I think we are – I don't think there's any pressure at all perfectly honest I think there's the pressure that we as women put on ourselves to want to have that mm-hmm. to have that family unit so bad that sometimes we will just accept anything alright let me ask you another question are those same values because we're saying that women are pressured to want to have that family unit are those same values placed in our men's head no I think the values of men is Live your life, have fun, go ahead and fuck bitches, drink, do you. 
that'll come later on down the line. I think women, we start thinking about marriage earlier on. Mm-hmm. We think about that from when we're little girls. We think about what our wedding's going to be like. We think about our Prince Charming. We think about that. You know, as men, it's just like, no. And I, I don't even think that's a black or white thing. I think men, it's just whatever. Unless maybe you come from a family where, like, no, like, you have been with this woman for this long. Your next step should naturally be X, Y, and Z. But not everybody has that influence of things. Do you think we're brainwashed at an early age to want to have a family, a cook, be a wife, that type of thing, with the toys that we are given? So keep in mind, Barbie had like the whole little kitchen set and she had the little baby that you can pretend. Do you think that we we are brainwashed to have these roles? Does that make sense what I'm saying? Okay. Um... Because if you give a girl a boy's toy, is she going to be a tomboy? I think, I don't necessarily, that's a hard one. I think females by nature, we are naturally nurturers. So I think that plays a difference in how it is that we play. And boys by nature tend to be a little bit rougher. Mm Mm-hmm. I've never thought about it from the aspect of are we conditioned because of our toys. I've never thought about that. I I used to stop and think about stuff like that all the time. I was in um, my psych 101 class, and I don't know what the professor was talking about because I literally tuned him the fuck out. But I was like, are we conditioned to be who we are, my wife, mom, you know, right. those type of things from the toys that we play with at at a early age. But if you, I guess, if I look at, like, the beginning of time, like, as old as it can be, like, men were considered the providers. Mm-hmm. Even, like, came in, came in time, the woman was there to take care of the house, the kids, whatever it was. Um, I don't really know if I would say it's just conditioned, because even when I wasn't playing with toys, I was, in my mind, playing house or, like, playing teacher Okay, playing house. When you were playing house, what was your role in the house? Mom, because it was just me and my mom. So I would play like how my mom is teaching to me. So my mom, she told, she always tells a story like, she had this, I had like, it was, you know how they have the life-size Barbies? Mm-hmm. I had like this life-size doll. And she says, we were in the back seat and her friend was in the car and I was like spanking her leg because she wouldn't sit down. So my mom's friend was just like, what do you be doing to her in the house? <laughs> And, like, kids mimic stuff. Mm-hmm. So she laughed and she was just like, I remember one time, like, popping you because you wouldn't sit down in the seat. So she says, not realizing that kids mock what they see. So I was playing with what was my baby, even though the thing was taller than me. Like, okay, you're mine. This is what you need to sit in the seat. Mm-hmm. Me in the car, put your seatbelt on, sit down. She didn't want to cooperate <laughs> like that. So <laughs> I guess for me, like, I would just mock stuff. So my mom was watching soap operas. Like, I would have my own soap operas and my Barbie dolls. And it wouldn't necessarily be like mom and dad. It was just whatever soap opera drama was happening on the TV. So I don't know. Gives you something to think about, huh? But boys, I mean, I didn't have any. I have one boy cousin, but I feel like my neighbor, one of my best friends, neighbor growing up, his name is actually also Alex. And sometimes he would play house with me. 
or like sometimes we would play like Power Rangers or like quote unquote boy games. Mm-hmm. But it didn't make any difference as long as I had somebody to play with. But it's it's funny how and they I like make the adventure a big games deal. Better. They make a big deal about the boy playing house mm-hmm. with the girl, but the girl can easily play action figures with the boy. Oh, and it's fine. It's no big deal. Right. I think kids are going to play whatever's around them. Yeah, they are, but I, I just wanted to see what your thoughts were as mm-hmm. far as... I say brainwashed. You say conditioned. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't... I'm not about to snatch a doll baby out of my son's hands if he happened to be out and he's... We're at a, a girl cousin's house and he picks it up. I'm not going to slap it out of his hand. He would, I imagine, like, if he's playing house, he's going to do what he sees his dad doing. Mm-hmm. That's all I would think about it. But, you know, back to feeling pressured. The initial question about being, are we pressured or conditioned or whatever is to get married? I don't think it's just a black community thing. I think it's a generational thing. I think because the institution of marriage, you know, for some people who say, oh, it's just a piece of paper, but they're neither here nor there. People feel like, you know, people married back in the day for security, for financial security. Mm-hmm. And, you know, up until maybe, like, 20, 30 years ago, people were, like, the idea was women literally went to college to get husbands. They literally went to college to learn how to be a wife. Have you ever seen the movie Mona Lisa Smile? Mm-hmm. And, like, even with that, like, they had a class on how to, like, have a dinner party. So if your husband comes over, you need to do this, and you should always have a pot of tea ready and some coffee ready for when people come over. Versus now, I think that women, as people, not even that, like, but we are so we are stepping out of traditional job roles, and we are crossing gender boundaries to where I think that marriage has kind of been pushed on the back burner, because the idea was before, like, you can't be a woman, be a mother, a wife, and also have a job. Mm-hmm. So I think things are kind of stepping away from that. But that's not to say that maybe it's because we're conditioned. I think, let me say this, in general, I don't think that we are meant to be alone, people in general. And I don't, and people are lying when they say that they do not want some form of companionship. Whether you do or you don't get married, you do want some companionship. You get to a certain point in time, and it's great to make money, and it's great to have friends. But at the end of the day... There's nothing like coming home to a person that like that is your person. There's nothing like coming home to that person. There's nothing like having someone to share your day with, share and grow with. So I think maybe people don't want necessarily the quote unquote piece of paper, but people definitely want someone to grow with. And it may happen at 25 that you start thinking about it. I think for men it happens a little bit later on. And I think with women because we mature faster and we plan on our whole life since we're like five. You know, I think it, that's just how it kind of flows. What do you think? Do you think we're pressured? Well, like I said before, I don't think in our community, as far as African Americans, I don't think we're pressured. And I don't think, I don't think that we're pressured. However, in this generation now, Mm -hmm. I think the value of marriage is starting to become very important. We're starting to see a lot of black love or just people getting married in general. I feel like the values were lost. So you think and they're now coming back? They're coming back. Right. With with some I don't know if I want to say that. With some educational backgrounds with it. 
But we're also older, though. That's true. We're in this age where, and I know you've been married for a couple of years, but we're now in the age where Fout. people are, okay, well, four years. Fout, 40. It feels like 40, <laughs> but it's four. But we're now in the age where this is the age where people are getting married. They're starting their families. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why I'm seeing so many people now get engaged and now getting married. But when I was like 21, 22, I wasn't really seeing it. Of course not. That's not the time frame for it. 2122 is time to be a thought pocket, a thought theana, a hoe, a slut, all that. Bust down. Yeah, basically, it's the time for you to live your life. This is the time where we would see the marriages and different things like that. But I just wanted to get your take on do you feel like we in the black community are pressured to get married and start our lives and families? I mean, I don't think any specific race is pressured besides the Korean community, like the Asian community and different things like that. I feel like they're kind of like pressured, but I don't feel like it for us. I feel like we don't have that that value for marriage. I think I don't think marriage is as sacred. You know what is funny though? They said that the millennials, we are getting we are getting married later, but we are less likely to get, we have lower divorce rates than, than, a, than some we have surprisingly low divorce rates. And I think it's because we are getting married older. We are going ahead. We are finishing our schools. We're doing what we want to do. And then we're a little bit more settled and secure when it is that we go ahead and we get married. Mm-hmm. We're getting married a little bit later. So I think that definitely makes a difference. And I think for a while, but you know what, though, too? I see a lot more, like, in the hip-hop community. hmm in the black community, I feel like now people are embracing marriage. You know? Jay-Z is not 22, 23, however old, singing about Big Pimpin' anymore. Like, he has embraced the married life. So now people are saying, like, oh, okay, Jay-Z's married. This person's married. Okay, you know what? I want to have that black love, too. I want to be married, too. So I definitely think that contributes to it, and I'm here for it. I am absolutely here for the black love, us getting married, uh... Yeah. I'm here for it too. But we're going to go ahead and wrap up today's episode of the podcast. Before we get out of here, my friend, do you have a music plug? I do. So this song actually came out in 2018, but it's new to me. So everybody shut your mouth. Okay. Um, it's called Vent by Joel. And he's got these funny little like two dots up top of his E. So I don't know how it's pronounced with accents and Joel. But Joel, the song is called Vent. Okay. All right. That's going to be it for us this week, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Bye, guys. Bye.